Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show. So glad you're here today. Hope you've had a great week so far. Y'all, I'm excited. We were just talking before we hit record, <laughs> me, and we've got Brooke Jefferson here with us today. But it, we have crossed every hurdle to get here with you today. And so I just have full faith that this is going to be an amazing conversation. I feel like that's always how it works out. But <laughs> anyway, like I said, we've got Brooke Jefferson here with us today. I'm so excited to have connected with her and can't wait to introduce her to you guys too. So Brooke, would you just give yourself a little bit of an introduction for those who don't know you yet and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Hannah. We have crossed every hurdle to be here, but hey, we're here <laughs> and we're making it happen. My name is Brooke Jefferson. Yes. I am a, I'm a wife. I'm a mom to two. I am a believer. I've been a photographer for over 10 years and I left the classroom in 2018 to pursue that career. And then I turned around and taught other photographers how to do the same. And so that is what we are up to today. Um, today is actually a really weird weather day. We have never seen as much rain as we have in Oklahoma this year. I'm enjoying it, but it's very weird to get used to. So we don't even have any sunshine out today, but yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong, but we are here. This is, this is the real life version behind the filter of this. And I love it. So Brooke, what you do is so cool because you have, like you said, you left the classroom and now you're teaching other photographers and other women how to be successful, but something that's amazing is that you're also a mom and you're doing all the things and you are no stranger to the balancing act of family life and career and pursuing both and being present in both. So that's what we're going to talk about today, you guys. And I'm just excited to hear from you and learn what it's been like for you. Like what have some of your challenges been along the way? And then how have you learned to show up in both career and family? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's been, it's been a journey and I will say I learned by doing it wrong. I think that's very relatable for a lot of us. And I was actually a oh, mom yeah. before I was ever a business owner. So I think that's interesting to put in there because a lot of times I feel like it's flip-flops. I feel like, you know, people will start a business and then become a mom. And so anyway, whichever side of that coin you are on, I, I, I was a very young mom. I actually got pregnant at 19 and had my daughter who's now 10. We just can't even believe it. It's just crazy. Um, and I had started a <laughs> photography business when she was six months old. I didn't go into it thinking it was going to be a full-time career. It was just something that I noticed I really enjoyed doing. And I thought, cool way to make extra money. And so um, that's what we did. I mean, it helped me pay for our wedding, diapers, formula, all the things while I was still working a part-time job and getting myself through college. So yeah, I started out not really understanding what boundaries were and this whole work-life balance thing, um, but I figured it out as long as, or, you know, as I went along and there's, um, we can dive into whatever part of that story you want to, but yeah, I just wanted to start off by saying I was a mom or yes, I was a mom before I was a business owner and I did it the wrong way first. So that's important to know. Yeah, that really is. And I can totally relate kind of to both sides in a way, because I started my podcast and like everything that I'm doing now, after my son was born, he was like, maybe one or two by the time I really had my rhythm of, you know, doing the career life and the mom life. But now that I am having this new baby, I'm like, 
oh my goodness, it feels so daunting relearning all of that because I've got my rhythm and now I'm introducing a baby. So either way, I feel like there are challenges and I absolutely agree. Like I have learned so many things by doing it the wrong way. I feel like, like you said, that's how it goes most of the time. But what are some of those things that you have learned along the way that you've just realized, okay, um, yep, this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I love going backwards and, and talking about that pivotal moment in my life. And I will say I used to like not want to listen to any podcast or any training or any person that talked about like, boundaries and time freedom and, and all of those things. And I think it was more out of denial than it was that I just didn't want to hear those things. So just to paint a quick picture, um, you know, my entrepreneurial journey has absolutely looked like the squiggle lines you see on those memes that go around social media <laughs> absolutely has looked that way. Yes. I have been in a ton of different things. So um, back in 2016, yes. Okay. So in 2016, I, um, I had my daughter, she was a toddler. I had just gotten married the year before and we were expecting, um, our second child. So my son, so I was pregnant with my son, graduated from college with my elementary education degree, but I was due in September. So I knew that I was not going to get Ooh. hired by any school. Like I already knew that from the get go <laughs> and I was right. I never got hired from any of the schools that I applied at. And so I found myself that fall just super overwhelmed the newborn, the toddler, you know, our, we were probably in the lowest financial situation we had ever seen ourselves in before. My husband was working a job that he absolutely hated. And then he brought all that drama home with him. And so it just was like, I just remember mm -hmm. praying and being like, God, I need something to change. Like, I cannot live like this. This is not how I want my future to be. And so I just started praying, is this a teaching job? Is it a business opportunity? Is it scaling my business? What does it look like? And um, I got a lot of different opportunities and I took every single one of them, which is how I did it the wrong way. So I, I had a friend from college reach out to me with like a network marketing opportunity. And I had always turned people down. Like I hated the messages. I don't like the hate girl stuff. But there was something about her and there was something about the way she approached me that actually made me lean in. And it was so ironic because it was the same day that I made that prayer. And so I was like, okay, let me just see what there is to offer here. Well, I ended up joining that company. Two weeks later, I got a phone call that one of the kindergarten teachers at a local school had quit over Christmas break and they had an opening and wanted me to fill it. So here I am, no job, stay at home mom, putting both my kids in daycare so that I can go be a kindergarten teacher, run a photography business and explore this network marketing opportunity. So yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. And I don't know how in the world I did all of those things. I did not do them all well. So please hear me. Like I used to be ashamed of this story, but now I think it literally is like because of this story able to set someone else free. Guys, you can do things well, but you can't do it all. You can't have everything at once. You can't be the good mom and the good wife and run three businesses all at the same time in the same season. It just doesn't work that way. And I had absolutely put my marriage on the back burner, my kids on the back burner. I missed a lot of moments that I will never be able to get back because I had my head down in my phone or on my computer, just trying to hustle. Now, my heart was in the right place, right? 
I did it out of a way to provide for my family. I wanted to get us out of that. But by doing it, I got so laser focused and trying to chase after my goals that I never once stopped to look up at any anybody else. And so like now the way I live my life, I don't even recognize that person. But that was the moment where I said, <laughs> this is like, we can't do this. Like, this is not... This is not how God's called me to live, to carry out motherhood, to carry out being a wife and to carry out being a business owner. I was giving, I literally made my business my idol. And then that is when I had that wake up call. That is huge. And I'm so glad that you said that about how, you know, this, there's gotta be another way. This is not what God wants for us because I have so many conversations with other women and other moms. I'm sure you do too, about this pressure that we feel like it's almost like a guilt to be a working mom like oh you should love just being home with your kids and I've just always felt personally like I love being a mom I'm so grateful for my kids I'm grateful for the season but I don't feel wired for that I feel mm -hmm. called to these things I feel like I have other dreams and other purpose and so how do we make both work you know and so without the pressure of like oh my gosh if I'm working, I'm a bad mom. And if I'm totally a mom, like in mom mode, I'll never be able to pursue my passions or my purpose, you know? So yeah. how, how did you find the sweet spot in there as you started navigating this with the Lord and like asking, okay, what is this better way? Yeah. The first thing I searched for immediately was peace. Like, just give me peace. What do I need to let go of? And so that summer I ended up, it was either that summer or the summer after. Cause I, I remember being in this company for about two years. And then I felt like the Lord was like, you're done, you're done. And I left at a high point. I didn't leave at a low point. It wasn't because I wasn't making money. Mm. It was because I was searching for peace. And so the first thing I did was I left that network marketing company. And then I just immersed myself in, I don't know how to live in the present, but I want to try. And it was a struggle, like it was absolutely a struggle for a year or so. But and, and that I want to bring up that guilt, the guilt that you talk about, because every single one of us experience it, whether we're a mom or not, like it is there is just some weird, um, the world standards and expectations of women are mind blowing. And I think we're still busting through stereotypes. And I think it's super important to know yes. that and I believe this in the depths of my being that women are called for more than just being you know, in marriage and being, uh, being a mother. If we are truly, you know, created in the image of our father, then we are also creators. And I think that's why we feel such a pull to business or to a creative outlet or passion or whatever that looks like that could be serving in worship at your church. And that is part of you, right? It could also be being a CEO and owning your own business. And so I just want to first say, I don't think God is calling us out of business. I think he's calling us into it, into whatever that creative outlet is that he's created us for. But I think we need to be very careful about how much attention we give it. And that's really where the unraveling mm. of, you know, okay, well, Lord, how do I do this better? And to be honest, like I found people who were doing it better. You know, I, I leaned into... Mm you know, my own conversations with the Lord, but also there's no shame in finding people who are doing it and being inspired by the way that they're doing it too. I think that's huge. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I agree. And that's one thing for a long time I felt was hard for me to find because it was like most of the people in my circle are like, you know, 
my parents and other parents that I had, you know, the example of a lot of that was just stay at home moms. And it's like, they're called to that. And that's beautiful. Like if you're Mm -hmm. called to be a stay at home mom, like there's so much beauty and purpose in that. And if that's where your piece is, absolutely do that. But I was the same. I was like, I just feel unsettled. Like I feel like there's something to do. I feel like there's something on my heart to do that God is calling me to. So how do I pursue this while also being a present mom and a present wife and there, you know, for my friends and taking care of myself even in the process. And it took me a while to find people who were doing what I wanted to do. So in the beginning, how did you start to find people who were modeling the kind of life you wanted to live in your career and in your family? Yeah, so practically and logically speaking, I searched for Facebook groups that were full of Christian business owners. I looked for podcasts specifically, you know, for Christians in business or, you know, some of them didn't necessarily have the faith aspect, but you can kind of just tell in the way that they carry themselves and in the way that they explain how they run their life. Um, so that was the first yeah. way that I that I really practically looked for people. And then also just in like your real life, there's always people in your community that you find inspiring or intriguing, regardless if you're like really close to them or not. And so I was kind of just a, like a people watcher and observer for a while. And then taking one piece at a time. And I remember the very first thing that I actually applied to my life. And that was learning how to actually turn work off. How do I walk away from work and then, you know, enter into my next focus. And that is the hardest thing. Yes. It's not hard for everyone because it is really hard for me. Yes. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's just the, I think it's because we're just so passionate and creative that our brains just fire off, especially when you walk away from your work. It's like the best creative ideas come outside the office. So it's just kind of crazy how all that right. happens. Um, <laughs> But that was the first thing that I did was, okay, we've got to have work boundaries. How can I work a little bit less and a little more intentionally? And that's what I did. And then now, you know, just to give you guys a glimpse into what does it look like? I am very much a like time structured calendar person. So I mapped out this this ideal, like if this is my ideal life, what would it look like? And it's not like laying on a beach sipping Mai Tais. It's no like, Honestly, the best version of myself is, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to spend time in the word in the morning and I'm going to be very transparent. This does not happen every day. I'm just going to be very honest with you. It does not happen every day. Um, But ideally, that would be the first thing I do. Then I wake my kids up and get them ready for school, spend time with them drop them off. And then I'm going to go work on myself. I'm going to take a walk around the neighborhood. I'm going to do a workout before I ever come to the work day because I found that if I immediately open the laptop, then it would like speak to me and tell me you don't need to do any of those other things. And it's a struggle. Like it's an Mm. ongoing struggle because you will notice if you think about going to open your Bible and get in it, you're going to find all these different distractions. Like that is not that's not a coincidence. Do you know what I mean? Like that is absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, all that being said, I I would really, you know, to give just the listeners an exercise, just make that calendar. You know, if you have your schedule blocked for the next three months, then start on month four, but go like actually map it out and then make it a reality. That was the biggest thing that I actually applied to my life first. And so my work hours are about 
maybe three or four hours um, a day, if. And then I also will say like, if we're in a launch or I'm in a project, like creating something, it'll be a little bit longer, but I'm very intentional that I don't usually have those hours with my kids because mine are school aged. And then Mm. one other thing that I want to say, this is like my biggest thing. I actually have a podcast on my own show about this. And I just want to, I want to put this out there because had I had someone give me this message when I had a newborn and a toddler, I think it would have changed my perspective and it would have changed my hustle mentality. Um, The season that we're in is so very important that you don't compare yourself with a baby and a toddler to somebody with school-aged children because they are naturally going to have more energy and more time flexibility than you have. And so it's very important that you look at the season you're in. There will be seasons where your marriage needs all of you and you will have to put things on the back burner. There will be seasons where your motherhood has to come first for you. You're pregnant, you're about to have a new baby. And so that is gonna be a huge season for you. And then there are seasons where business gets to be first, Um, not above everything, but you know what I mean? Like your intention toward business does get to come first in that season. So I just, I think that is so helpful. That's like my number one thing. If that's all you hear, then that will change your life right there. You have to be intentional with your season. Yes, that's such good advice. And gosh, I remember someone saying something similar to me when I first had my son. And it was somebody that I found in my community who was a mom. She had five kids. And then she was also like a writer and pursuing all of her own things. And I'm like, how are you doing all of this? And that's what she told me. She was like, my kids are school age, you know, like there will be a time when your son is in school five days a week. Like, can you imagine right now? I I am in a season of being a stay at home mom and preparing for a baby, but you're so right. And it's so easy to, at least for me, I get an idea and I feel this urgency and it's the hustle culture. Like, Oh, I got to do this right now. If I don't do this now and like spend all my time and energy on this project, like I'll miss my chance or I'll be running behind or somebody else. you know, whatever it is, all of these lies and all of these pressures that make me feel like, Oh, I have to, like you said, got to open the laptop. I have to get back to this email. Everything feels so urgent. Mm-hmm. And it does. It it gets our priorities all out of whack because it's true. It's just a season. So when you are in a season where you uh, do have more on your plate in your business, how do you continue to prioritize your marriage and your kids? Yeah. So we have some like non-negotiables that I at least try to implement four to five days a week. And that is And this, again, guys, this took me forever. So please understand, like, you're going to fail so many times at this, but you have to look at it as you're making progress. You're not falling backwards. So one one thing, especially this school year, we just started school last week, which seems so early compared to some people, but um, they're already in school. And I have absolutely, like, if there is something that feels urgent, I have to finish it before 3 p.m. Because as soon as I go pick them up, I'm not running back to my office to answer emails. I don't want to do that. I want to give at least an hour, their first hour home with no distractions, me being fully present because I I have been the mom that they're trying to tell me stuff and I'm multitasking or listening to a Voxer message and I'm not even like giving them the time. They've been gone for how long, how many hours and I'm not even giving them their first hour back mm-hmm. home. And so this is just like real life transparency. I'm very open book and I will absolutely throw myself under the bus. But that is one thing for me. I think 
have non-negotiables for yourself. And then when we are like in a big season, first of all, I, I no longer run my business all by myself. I have a couple of people that help me. So I have two team members and I, at first, like I remember being the solopreneur and taking pride and I'm doing it all. But guys, the minute that you are making enough profit to bring someone else into your business, please, please do it because it will absolutely change your life. And there are people out there who want to do the things you don't enjoy doing. And so I don't do it alone. So that's very important. Um, but I'm very strategic in giving people enough time to get things done. So we're planning, right? So if we know we have a launch coming up or a workshop or whatever that looks like, we're planning three months in advance so that we're not trying to like put it all together in a week. And uh, we're very intentional with our families. I don't want my team working on weekends. If they want to, fantastic. It's never an expectation. We don't really talk on the weekends. Like we just have those boundaries where I know their families are important and they don't have time to just pour into my business too. And so I want that to be like a team culture. Your family comes first before you do anything else. So that's a little bit of what I do. <laughs> I love that. Well, I think that's huge because I know you mentioned in the beginning, you were really hesitant to listen to podcasts or hear anything about boundaries and it can feel, it can, it can seem very cliche, you know, like, oh, set yeah. boundaries or whatever, but really it, it makes a world of difference. Like you said, when your kids get home, like that's your stopping point. I mean, it's, it's so hard for us, especially as entrepreneurs, because We've got our phone on us all the time. We're getting notifications. We're getting emails all day long. And it's it's really hard in the beginning when you're setting these boundaries to be willing to shut it off. So when you started implementing these non-negotiables, which I love, like the idea of just sitting down with your family, with your partner, whatever, like figuring out, okay, these are the priorities. This is the these are the boundaries we're gonna set to protect them. How did you kind of like help yourself stick to them in the beginning of making those changes? Okay, so I think for this one, it's accountability. So during this particular season, I also linked arms with a business coach. Um, and really, she was more of like a business and a life coach because she brought in those biblical mm -hmm. aspects and values. And so I would have check-in points with her. And then at this moment, I don't have a business coach. I do more like with like a Christian life coach. Um, but I, my team members are my accountability partners. And so I think get find a business bestie, find somebody in the online space and have accountability with each other. I think it's super important. Um, but honestly, the motivation to just get it right was enough for me. Like I'm naturally motivated, so I didn't have to have too much. Um, but I did love that I had someone that was going to ask me about it or check in with me about it. And so I think accountability is huge for this particular um, impl implementation of boundaries and, and time management. That is really huge. And uh, this question just popped in my mind as well, because I, my husband is also an entrepreneur. He's a photographer as well. And so it's been really interesting for us both to be kind of paving our own path and working interesting hours and both setting boundaries and things like that. And so I don't know what your husband's career is like, but how do you guys balance supporting each other in your careers? And then also like, you know, sharing responsibilities around the house and, and both being there for your kids, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I will answer that, but I will also throw in a little caveat here. So one of the things that also helped me 
get my life together to where I could actually walk this out to what we're talking about, having the boundaries and being able to show up and actually have dinner on the table and be the mom and be the wife and the business owner. So I went through an obsessive, and I think I'm still in it, decluttering phase of just getting rid (laughs) of all kinds of stuff. And then figuring out like, how can I create a process in each room that's going to help me knock out what I need to knock out, right? So laundry, kitchen, how can I, instead of asking, oh my gosh, what am I going to put on the table? How can I just like have three meals to cook? And then we know what days we're cooking them on and then we're good to go, you know? So, and having the groceries. And so that's, I think managing your home and creating a productive environment for yourself is huge and helping you actually carry out all the little things day to day. So I'm very much routines person. Um, I kind of go with the the schedule Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, it's a little more relaxed and chill, but I still follow some type of a routine. So with all that being said, my husband, um, he works like an actual tradition, not even traditional job because he's a lineman. And so they have their Monday through Friday work schedule, but then they also have an on-call schedule and he, you know, that once they get called out, they could be gone all night. This actually really just happened in real life two nights ago. We had a really bad storm come in, <laughs> guys left at dinner time, and we didn't see them back until 9 a.m. So, I mean, you just never really know. Um, he's more of the, I'll take care of the outside of the house if you'll do the inside. And honestly, I used to be very resentful. Like, why don't I have a husband who willingly wants to help me clean the house or wants to do laundry? Mm. But God kind of really worked on me and was like, okay, listen, you have more than enough time to do all of this. And I want you to do it out of a, I get to do this. Like I am, I'm, you know, I'm the homemaker. I'm the one that gets to do all of this. And I think that perspective change has really helped me. Um, Now, real talk, if you ask my husband, hey, what does your wife do? I don't know what he would tell you. I don't know how he would describe all that. (laughs) I don't think he fully understands the online aspect. Like he's got the (laughs) photography thing down. I don't know how he would actually explain what I do as coaching, but that's okay. So I try to keep him clued in, but um, it's okay because I don't know what he does on a daily basis either. So it's it's okay, but that's kind of how, that's kind of how we share those responsibilities and cheer each other on, so. That's really good. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I, it's something that my husband and I have struggled so much in our marriage, like, especially when we were both in the beginning, I, it's true. Like there are moments where you almost feel resentful. Cause it's like, uh, I'm staying at home with the kids. And I mean, we're very much full on in the toddler mode. And now with a newborn, it's almost like, when is it my turn to run? I have all these dreams. I have all these ambitions. And then going back to remembering, okay, it's just a season you know, and, and remembering that you guys are on the same team working together, no matter who's working more hours or whatever it looks like, you know, it's just, it can't be compared really. And so it's something that we've continued to navigate through and figure out like, okay, if we both work from home, who's going to do what, when, like, how can we support each other rather than well, you got to work all day yesterday. When is it my turn? You know? And so it's been really interesting figuring that out together, but it really is so good. Like when you figure out, okay, like I'll take care of this in this season, you take care of this. And then like, whether it's weekly or monthly, like I I love how you said planning in advance as well and having your routines in place, just knowing, okay, I'm going into a busier season. 
or you're going into a busier season, how can we support each other? What do you need? Is there anything that I can, you know, lighten the load and back and forth, you know, rather than, okay, well, when is it my turn? Like I have all this stuff to do, you know, like it just, uh, those are very frustrating seasons. That's one thing I wish I would have learned sooner for sure. Yeah. So I I'm curious as well because do you work from home and you take care of the home and you know, as somebody who's in a similar season, I have found that it was really hard at first for me to remember to take care of myself because I'd be scheduling time to work. And then I'd be like, okay, well, it's time to cook dinner. Okay. Time to get the kids in bed. And then I'm exhausted and I'm like, okay, well, do I finish up a project? What do I do? Like I have the stuff that I could still get done, but then putting boundaries in place and actually taking time to rest as a family or take care of myself, you know, like, what does that look like for you and your routine? Yeah. So I went years without taking care of myself and you can feel it. Like you absolutely can feel it. And I was listening to um, a very short podcast this morning while I was getting ready. And she was talking about how no one else is going to notice if you don't get your movement in, but you, but I actually want to push back on that because I am not the happy-go-lucky, I'm not the best version of myself if I am not taking care of myself. And here's the thing, this is going to look different for every single person and every single season. So what's good enough self-care for me may not be good enough for someone else, or it may seem bougie, right? Like there's a running joke in my family that I'm bougie. I don't see it, but they swear <laughs> that I am. So anyway, whatever. Um, I But I will say like for me, some of the things that I will do is, like I said, I my goal is to get that walk in, the 30 minute walk. It's roughly just under two miles. Um, if I can get that in every day, I, I feel accomplished. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hit the ground running. Like we're awesome. Um, and so that's one way. And then the other way for me that may not really even seem like self-care is, I know my capacity on how many calls I can do in a day, what my, how much white space I need in my calendar and the days that I overpack myself, I feel that I feel my stress level rising. And I'm like, why did I do this to myself? You know? And so I know I, one of my boundaries and self-care tactics is it's three things on the calendar and no more. So, um, that's one thing I pay attention to. And then like, the other things like for me, I love having my nails done. Like it's just, I love it. So I go once a month. Um, and then, you know, with massage. Okay. So this is huge. This is not a luxury. Okay. I am someone who holds the tension all right here. And so my shoulders and my neck and all of that get to the point where I like can't focus on anything but the pain. And so for me, I have a massage on Thursday. So anytime I start feeling like too much, then I schedule myself a massage and it's a game changer. Like it truly allows me to release the tension, come back feeling like a new person. And then I'm not focused on my pain. I can be focused on the things that I need to knock out. So for me, that's kind of what that looks like. Um, I have one day a week where I don't schedule any client facing anything, not sessions, not anything. And it's just my day to do whatever I want. If I want to work on a project, awesome. If I want to catch up on work, amazing. But most of the time I use it as like an errands day and I get out of my house and I get into the sunshine and then I will like go run the errands that needs to be done or schedule an appointment or whatever. And so that has been a game changer for me. 
because I got out of the Monday through Friday schedule for a reason. And so why would I copycat it? And so that's why I work four days a week. So that's what that looks like for me. I love that. That's really good. And it's so true that when you like you can tell you can tell the difference when you aren't taking care of yourself it catches up to you so fast when you get burnt out and all of that and that's something that took me so long to learn as well just realizing that when i take care of myself and i make sure my cup is filled i can show up so much better for my family and i do much better work when i sit down to focus on my business and it is so worth it to prioritize that time because otherwise it's so easy to get sucked into the hustle culture if that's all you see. Like Henley, you were talking about earlier, just head down, zeroed in, focused. And I mean, it's with good intentions, right? But it can just really catch up to us. So I think that is such a huge point. So I would love to hear your take on this whole like girl boss, having it all, doing it all mentality that really kind of ties into the hustle culture. So many women fall into this. I myself have felt like so pressured by this idea that, okay, I need to do it all, have it all, all of that. Like how, how have you kind of reframed the idea of success and embraced a more holistic approach to work and family life balance? Oh man, I feel like this is like my life's work at this point is because I, <laughs> I fell for it. I lived it. I was absolutely in that girl boss hustle culture but I also know that it's very unbiblical. It's very, very unbiblical because never in the Bible does God talk about doing things alone. I mean, like, let's look at all the stories mm. where it took more than one person or it, you know, you know, it's just like, but even the idea of marriage, it's not a solo show. It's two people making it work. And so um, I think it's just super important to break away from the world's idea. And especially today, like, if we just take one minute to even hear what the world is telling us. I don't know how we got here. I don't know if anybody else thinks that, but I'm like, <laughs> how did we get here? Like, how are these ideas and these topics and these news stories even a reality? Like, it's just so crazy. Um, so I will say the Bible honestly has really helped me shift that mentality of what we're called to do. And it's looking at what did God call you to do all the way. I mean, it's very clearly spelled out for us. If we just take the time to look at it, we, it also like the Bible constantly talks about character. And so I think, look at, look at the fruit of someone's business or the fruit of their life. What do they have to show that is biblical? How many fruits of the spirit can you point out? And this is not in a judgmental way. It's for you to use discernment, right? For you to figure out, wow, maybe I shouldn't hustle after the money. And, and for me, like, I'll even say that's one of the biggest things that I wrestle with is, do I trust God? So because of my past and because of the childhood that I came out of, I found myself telling, like, telling myself, no one's going to save you. You, it's only you, it's team Brooke. You're mm. the one that is going to help you, you know, persevere and get through life. Don't ever trust anyone. Literally like that was my motto so far so that I didn't even trust God, you know, and I, I can hear him through certain situations and circumstances in my life. Just whisper, do you trust me? And then I'm like, mm. oh man, oh, here we go. Right. And so, um, and so, yeah, so I think. <laughs> all that. I don't know really how we even got there. But um, for me, it's just, it, I think overall, it's unbiblical, the whole girl boss, do it all, have it all. 
because that's not what God even promises. And so we have to be super careful. Do I think that he calls us to have amazing, you know, that gives us blessings? Absolutely. And it's something that I'm working with someone right now to help my mindset too. Where am I giving myself limitations that God did not put on me, but I put on myself or the Mm. world put on me. And so I think it's just constantly helping yourself bust through those. And then just looking at that, like that life looks exhausting. The girl boss, do it all, have it all, showing up 24 seven, like, no, that just, I don't want that. And so, yeah, so I think it's just like reevaluate, hold a mirror up to your life. Is that truly what you want your life to look like? Do you want to have to be the one person that can carry it all, do it all and have it all? Or do you want to lay all that down and then ask God, what do you have for me? And then how can you show up in my life? And that's what I do. I mean, that's really what it comes down to when I go through seasons of getting distracted, seeing shiny objects, I have to literally go, okay, nope, shutting that idea down and then opening my hands and asking God, like, what do you have for me? I hope that answered your question. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. That's so good. And I... I love that reminder because you're so right. Like so much of the girl boss mentality, hustle mentality is so self-reliant and it's, it is, it's exhausting. We get burnt out. We get frustrated. It's never enough. It's just the hamster wheel, you know? And so I think what you said about just character, like what is, what does God actually say about success? What is God actually calling you to do? It's usually a lot more simple and it usually is it usually requires a lot more trust and dependency on him than, than definitely what the world says. And usually what's comfortable for me, cause I'm the same. Like there are moments where I'm like, okay, I have this big dream. I have this big idea. I feel like I'm called to this as my purpose, but I don't know how all the pieces are going to come together. And if I listen, like you said, to what the world is saying, it makes me feel like, okay, I got to figure it out. I got to get the strategy. I got to get the plan. I got to do the mindset work, all the things, manifesting it, whatever it is. But the Lord says that he he knows the plans and all we have to do is seek him, put him first. He'll make our path straight. He'll light the way. We can trust him to guide us. And that's a huge, huge piece that's missing when we fall into that hustle culture. But then going back to what you said earlier about just following the peace, I mean, he makes it so simple for us to find the peace, but it can get drowned out as soon as we start getting distracted by all the pressures and the messages from social media or whatever voices we're following, people we're following and all of that. So that is huge. I mean, really, I feel like that's the core of all of this. So it is. yeah, that, yeah, that's, it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. So I, I absolutely love this. And as someone who really is like a recovering workaholic, someone that loved it, and there's nothing wrong with loving what you do. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's in the way that you like, you can't make it an idol. And I mean, the amount of conversations God and I have had over this is just numerous. And so um, it's something like, it's just, it's my thing. We all have our thing. We all have our idol that we go back to. And I will absolutely be the first person to tell you that it's my business. And as soon as I get in that rabbit hole, I go back to that verse, that ver- the verse where I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something. What am I missing? And it's seek first. Did you seek me first today? Or did you scroll your phone? Mm-hmm. And it's not, a, and that is not a, um, it, he doesn't say that to condemn any of us. It's not a poking at you. It's not a getting on to you. It's a, Hey, you're feeling exhausted. And at the end of your ropes, 
because you didn't fill your cup today. You didn't spend time with me today. Or, hey, it's been, and this is like a real example. It's been two weeks since you opened your Bible. Every day you let something else capture your attention. And now you're at the end of your rope. And he says, if you feel exhausted, weary, tired, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to turn back to him. And so I absolutely love the verses that talk about seeking him first and then everything else gets added. And I literally think I think about that verse every single day of my life. So that's just super important for all of us business owners to hear. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. And it's something that I feel like we just, continually come back to like I'm just humbled over and over again every time I put all the weight on myself to make it uh, all the pieces to come together to be successful every single time I'm reminded okay I've totally taken matters into my own hands I'm fighting over the control again lord (laughs) I surrender it again and it's just this process of continually surrendering and continually choosing to trust him but then we get the peace and then we get the real fulfillment and, and it just, it's just such a better way. It's so backwards from what the world is telling us, but truly it is such a better way. So I love that you're teaching that to women. It's I'm sure just got to be so freeing to once we like really let that sink in, like the weight is not all on you. If you are partnering with God for your purpose or your business or whatever, like he, he knows he, all we have to do is partner with him, trust him daily surrender, you know? And then be willing to just get back up again when we fail because it'll happen. I'm the same as you. I'm like, well, haven't prayed about that in a while, <laughs> but I'm constantly reminded of my need for him. And that's what makes it so beautiful is that it's, it comes back to relationship with him. So yeah, I just, I love that you're teaching that way. So before we go, I'd love to know, is there anything else specific you'd want to say to a woman who's listening and really struggling to find the balance between work and family life? My biggest encouragement would be to first of all, know that you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be able to implement everything that we talked about. This is years in the making for me. Okay. Like since 2017, I have been working on this year after year after year. And eventually, yes, I did get to a place where I don't recognize that person. I don't live my life that way. But like I said, like we all wrestle with wanting to wanting our business to succeed maybe faster than what God has for us. There's there's lessons. And so I think if you will take it one bite at a time, right? What can you do starting today that is going to set you up for success tomorrow? And then little by little, once you start, you know, getting better at it, then you can add like the next piece and the next piece. But I I would say if you are struggling. Is there, it usually comes down to two things. You're either super overwhelmed in your calendar and you need to start there first. You need to figure out what am I doing that is causing myself so much stress that I don't have time to take care of myself or spend time with the Lord. That's the first place I would look. Then the second thing that I would do is once you're good with that, is boundaries. You are lacking a boundary somewhere. And I wanted to say this earlier and completely forgot until now, but I know that I know that I know that boundaries are absolutely biblical. God back in Genesis set up boundaries for the sky, for the sea, for the land, for us in the garden. I mean, go back. Boundaries are biblical. And so if we can apply that to our life, you will, you will get peace. You get more life, more freedom from boundaries than you do not having them. So that is what, that's my last piece of encouragement there. Oh my goodness. So good. All of this has been so good. And I'm just Again, so grateful for you, grateful for what you're teaching women in business and the life that you are modeling by trial and error and just being like open and honest about how 
you're still very much in the process as all of us are. So thank you yeah. so much for being here and sharing your story. Will you tell everybody where they can find you, get connected, listen to your podcast and all the things? Of course. Well, thank you so much. I loved this conversation and I hope it was I hope it was the medicine someone needed, right? Just to just to soothe their soul and where they're at. But you can find me over on Instagram at the Brooke Jefferson. And then my podcast is called Book More Clients Podcast. And you can find that literally anywhere you listen to your podcast. But yeah, come listen to a few episodes. We've got a good mix of business, marketing, faith. So I'm sure you'll find something that you will want to tune into. Yes, you guys definitely need to get connected with Brooke. She's got more and more information, resources like this out there. And I'll make sure to link everything, her podcast, so you can listen to it. But thank you, Brooke, so much for being here. I'm just so grateful that we've gotten to connect. And I just love getting to follow along and watch you do what you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWord Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.